Hello again. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. We're going to have a really big show today. That's our good friend, Louis Rodriguez. Uh, he's, he's here in studio, uh, but um, if you're listening on audio, he's, he's hanging out, but he, he let uh, uh, the softer side of Faith, Family, and Politics uh, sit in his seat this week. That's Miss Yvonne Metcalf. Uh, say hello to the audio listeners. There, so hello. They, can, they know that you're here, and I'm not oh, lying to them. Yeah. <laughs> so if you hear any boos, you know who's in the studio audience. <laughs> Exactly, and uh, that, that voice of dissent over there is the host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. Hey, everybody. Um, you know, make sure that you're not only watching this show, of course, on Revolver Broadcasting, Faith, Family, Politics, but also watching uh, Louis' show, Rodriguez Rants. Uh, we, we, we literally just take him and put him in front of a camera and turn him loose, so it's a lot of fun. He doesn't give up a seat for that one. <laughs> It'd be super awkward. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, Alan's show, The Laughing Libertarian, uh, we turn him loose in front of a camera and, uh, it's, it's not family friendly like this no. show. So no kiddos on that one. Don't do it. Um, you, know, you can also go over to, uh, what is the truth about dot, dot, dot with Danny. Um, that's a show, uh, coming from the standpoint of apologetics. So it's a, it's a, a theological approach to the Bible and how that masses up with the truth. So you'd be, you'd be surprised and how often that aligns up. Right. Um, every time. Yeah, and we're we're ever expanding. We're we're looking we're looking at doing more and more shows. We have a little show that we do from time to time called A Few Shots. Make sure you're checking that out. Um, and we got we got a we got a few things in the hopper. Uh, Sterling, our, our our producer here, he's got something he's working on. Do you want me to? Is it okay to? Okay, I was making sure it was all right with him to talk about it. It's it's going to be called Working Out with Jesus Dudes. Am I get that correct? I want to make sure that I'm. Is that correct? Okay, he said sure. I titled WWJD. You get it. If you're uh, a person of faith, if you're not a person of faith, what would Jesus do? It's a, it's a play on words there. So um, I, I think it's going to be a fantastic show. It's going to be a huge hit and we know it's going to get a lot of views. We know you guys are going to go check that out. And uh, so make sure you're subscribing to everything revolver broadcasting. We are on YouTube rumble and anywhere you download your audio podcasts. Oh, nice way to take that in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also have a Facebook page. So, you know, for now, if, if you do the book, <laughs> um, we even have true social and, and, and parlor and yeah, we're, we're just about everywhere. If, if you're there, we're probably there. Yeah. Um, now I've, I've actually, I've actually kind of went around the table here, uh, introducing people, but we have a, a special guest tonight. It's uh young Miss Robin McCarty. Hello. Nicknamed I rock. I rock Robin. Yeah. That's where you can find I, me on Facebook. You can see my art. I'm an artist. Yeah, certainly. We definitely want, uh, so you draw like uh, cars or draw just no, birds? No, as or? of right now, I'm in the painting things, and I'm looking for a good scripture. I have this great painting of a heart-shaped tree with the sunset background, and I'm like, I need to put a scripture about love over the top of it, but I haven't. one hasn't come to me yet. Yeah. but Well, it's a good thing the Bible's a living document, and we can refer to it, and it'll it'll speak to you. Yeah, I have wrote down a few options, but I didn't bring it with me. I How will, about the heaven declares the glory of God, that one? No, um, it was, I, I can't remember. I'll have to, po- I think I want to make take a poll on Facebook. And, oh, yeah. You know, Certainly, you can ask thinks. people to comment here. We can co- comment here and see, just let her yeah. know what kind of Bible verse you think that she might be able to, be able to put with her artwork. Yeah, there you go. Um, but they, is, if they haven't seen the artwork, though, it's hard to. Yeah, well, you know. Um, Make sure you're going over to her Facebook page, obviously. I Rock Robin Arts. And, uh, yeah, I Rock Robin Arts. Check that out. And then, you know, 
think about what Bible verse should go with that. I'll post the yeah. poll tonight when I get done here so y'all can see it. Cool. Um, so we, we are pre-taped, so those those that are viewing now will be, it'll be either Saturday morning or, or yeah, uh, uh, beyond. Um, we're, beyond. Yeah, yeah, the, well, the thing about being. We don't know being, when they get up. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. And also the thing about being podcasters, and we've talked about that with the Golden Voice, uh, Donald Martyr, when he's been on the past, he said, podcasters are time travelers. We, we show up in your living room whenever you click on us. Right. Yeah, we don't know when they get up, but we know they watch as soon as they get up. That's right. First thing. First thing, yeah. Before breakfast. They're like, bread. No, 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 I'm not doing no, breakfast. No. What are they doing? Yeah. Well, the coffee may be made. That's fair. Yeah, but, That's fair. Yeah. Um, so uh, the faith message this week, I was actually going to do double duty this week. Um, okay, home. I yeah. guess the rest of us are just watching. <laughs> um, and uh, so... Not only Josh doing, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, Sterling missed out on that. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take advantage of it. And uh, so uh, the message this week is, is called life in the spirit, life in the spirit. And the reason it's called life in the spirit, um, it's, it's Romans chapter eight as a whole. That's, that's what it's, it's what actually is titled in the Bible as, as far as the chapter goes. And um, there was just something about Romans chapter eight here recently with me. And, and I don't know, what it is that just it you know the, the Bible will just speak to you. It's a living document, um, and 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 God has a way of just opening up specific scripture or chapters. And this one, for whatever reason, uh, just gripped my heart and pulled me in. And and, and I hope I hope that you get as much out of it as, as I did. It's a good chapter. My um, favorite in the whole Bible. Really? My favorite so far in the whole Bible is Philippians chapter four. That's a good one too. Yeah. We'll just we'll start naming off uh, chapters uh, that we like, Alan. Alan. Fire away. Just go Psalms anywhere. I, Psalm. I just, I just want to be able to touch the book without my hands catching on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think once I get a thick enough callus pad on them, I can actually hold that book for a couple seconds. <laughs> Agnostic implies that you're supposed to have an open mind. I do. I just have not accepted Jesus <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> you seem opposed even um, touching the Bible. That was I'm my like, whole point. No, like, no. I, I'm just saying that. Um, you should read the book and then get and then decide. Okay. There you go. That's fair. <laughs> fair enough point. All right. So uh, just before we hop into this message, Yvonne, would you mind leading us in prayer? Sure. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this time. Uh, opportunity to uh, share um, what we learn from your word and to just have some fellowship and talk about current events. And I, I pray that you would uh, guide the conversation and that it would be helpful and that we, it would be uh, pleasing to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So to, so to start things off here, it was like, so like I said, uh, it's life in the spirit. So Romans chapter 8, um, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So uh, that's that's actually a good spot to to examine right there, because um, that means that if you have Christ in your heart, nothing nothing's going to come against you, right? So um, further further from that, so we have a for the law of the spirit of of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So he's, he set you free from death even. 
other people may have to face death just like just like you will in the physical body, but we get to live on beyond death because we have Christ in our heart. Um, so it's eternal life right there. I mean, this, this, that's I think that's what reached out to me so so well is because it sums up exactly what the the perfect picture of salvation is. Right. Um, for, so going on in verse three, we have uh, for God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh in order uh, that the righteous uh, requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So now, now we're getting into like righteousness and, and walking according to what he's asked us, uh, asked of us. The spirit, did they, or is he referring to the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I would, I would go as far as to say, as uh, a lot of people say, well, you feel the Spirit in your heart. Well, I'd say that Jesus has written His name on your heart once you've accepted Him. But um, where, where I've always understood the the Spirit to move you is is through the gut. Um, if you're going back to uh, original uh, texts, uh, the 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 Jewish uh, or Hebrew, uh, they w- they wouldn't use the word heart. They would use uh, the word uh, would, would essentially translate out to gut or or stomach or it, it was like their word for heart was also brain or like they had the same word because back when the Bible was written, they didn't have a whole concept of what the brain was. Like I, I just saw, right. I just watched this on yeah. the Bible Project. So, yeah, and, like, and, the, and yeah. but the, as far as the the spirit will move you through your gut. Like uh, think about this, like. Um, uh, oh, he was nervous. He had butterflies in his stomach. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it was a it was a gut decision. You know, um, I had a gut feeling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and usually they say, well, you know, something told me, but I felt it in my gut. I, you know, I, you know, so that that's that's usually that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. I, I, I'm a firm, firm believer in that, and I I think that that's uh, exactly what that's that's talking about here. But now now that we're walking in the Spirit, it's going to guide us and and let us know where our next steps should be. Because we have Christ in our heart, so um, that's good to know that um, we have a little bit of help <laughs> when we're uh, when we're out there. Uh, we're not alone. Um, we we have not only God, Christ in our hearts, but then the Holy Spirit to be that extra little nudge. If you can kind of stay out of your flesh, well, that's right? Tell you that battle that our, goes on, right? Yeah, our pastor Ellery, he is. That's his turn of phrase. He was telling a story one day, and he was like, well, you know, when I got all, all up in my flesh, talking about getting angry and road rage, <laughs> and I was like, that's great, yeah. Well, I'd say it, it's, a, it's, it's, it's actually okay. I would, I would go as far as to say it's actually okay to be angry um, as long as you're not uh, taking it too far. Because I mean, even Jesus got angry. Uh, if you remember that it, in front of the, the temple, he, he got okay. mad at the merchants. Turned right? the tables over. He he he, he turned their tables. He, he whipped the table. them. I thought they were in the ta- in the temple. They were buying and selling in uh, the temple, and he uh, didn't like that. I'm pretty sure they were in front of him. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Ellery was just mad because the guy was driving slow. And yeah. no, no, somebody <laughs> they, they honked and got mad at him. I don't remember the Something, exact story, yeah. but he was telling. We were um, it was in Bible study. Joe's Bible study, and we were talking about um, the Holy Spirit and being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. he was talking about how sometimes it's hard to not to get you know all up in your flesh. Is the way he said it. I just love the way he said it that way. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's, I think that's I think what he's saying there is uh, it sounds like uh, allowing your feelings to to, mm-hmm. to guide you as opposed to what the Holy Spirit's actually right. guiding you. Right, right, and you're yeah being guided by your feelings and your worldly desires maybe. And, and that actually goes right into verse five, exactly what you're saying here. So so for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh, right? There you go. Uh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their uh, minds on the things of the Spirit. Absolutely. Um, for so, uh, for to set the mind on the flesh is death. Wow, that's that's heavy. <laughs> I don't know if I want to carry that around. So I'm glad that I got the I got, got the spirit on my side. Uh, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So the spirit's going to even give us peace beyond guiding us. It's going to give us peace so that we know that we're doing the right thing. Am I still good here on? Okay. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> for the mind that is set on flesh is uh, hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Uh, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That one, I'd say, hits home for me, because all too often uh, I find myself allowing uh, the the I talked about this uh, the the dangerous temptation of flesh. Uh, on that, that uh, one about that message because it it's uh, it's tough as a man, especially in modern age where it's everywhere, and you get caught up in that mindset of these thoughts, and you got to learn to turn away from those thoughts, open up your Bible, and uh, you're looking at me perplexed. You're talking about being a vegan, right? That's what we're talking about, right? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I wish that that was all that I was worried that's a, about. That, that steak, that temptation <laughs> of flesh. Sorry, go ahead. Um, but that's yeah, it's a whole nother thing. It's <laughs> a whole nother yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm definitely a meat eater. That's for sure. Um, let's see where I'm at. Where I'm at. Okay, so. Uh, yeah. Oh. Those who are in flesh cannot please God. That's it. That's verse eight. So verse nine, uh, you however are uh, not in the you however are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God dwells in you, so um, you ever find yourself in that position of I'm in that temptation or I'm in that position of not not you know in strength or or, or misstepping. You're probably not putting your eyes back on the spirit and not because your eyes, if your eyes are on the spirit, if your eyes are on God, if you're opening up your Bible, if you're reading scripture, reciting scripture, that's what I usually do. If I find myself even thinking thoughts that are, uh, uh, a little bit, uh, unsavory for God, I would say, um, in the flesh. Yeah. Th- yeah. Th- those, those thoughts, uh, I usually go back to, uh, Romans three twenty three for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Cause I got to remind myself, that it, I'm not the only one. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I usually go back to that. And then, then I recite John three sixteen to myself because I know those right off the top of my head always. And so it's easier for me to do that. And sometimes it's just straight up prayer. God, take this away from me because I don't need these thoughts in my head. I don't need to be doing this. Um, and, and he'll allow that escape. He'll open up that door. Um, so anyone who does not have the spirit uh, of Christ does not uh, belong to him. Uh, 
But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead uh, because of sin, the spirit is as life because of righteousness. If the spirit of, of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised uh, Christ Jesus from the dead will also give you life to, uh, to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And uh, he, he tells us that we're going to be heirs with Christ. Moving on into verse 12. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, not to live, uh, live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if, the, uh, but if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Again, getting to live forever. Well, that makes sense. Your flesh is going to die anyway, but your spirit right. goes on. on forever. Right. Yeah. And and for all, but if you don't have Christ, then your spirit's going to not be alive. It's going to suffer eternal death. Right. So, but eternal it's still living on. It's right. just not. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> it's if you lived for your flesh, and then you suddenly don't have your flesh anymore, and you're in what hell? Just your spirit, yeah, yeah in hell, separated from God forever, and eternal death. Yeah, that's. I know, that's yeah. no life for me. So that's like that's what they talk about, like the burn, the burn that cannot it's consume. Very I, sobering, yeah. But what is so amazing and what's so great about our God is the fact that once you've been saved, the Holy Spirit dwells within you, whether you realize it or not. Whether you have like, you know, gone away from the your faith for a little while, you can even renounce your faith. God will bring you back. That's what happened. Oh yeah, to me. He, he might even go as far as to to break lamb's legs and bring you back in and oh n- nurse you back to health. Okay, so I was I was. In <laughs> Alan a, doesn't like that analogy, but it, it's, that's a parable. I, so. I was in a really bad situation. I had pretty much renounced my faith. I was into drugs and everything else, and yeah. um, God pulled me back. I don't like at one point, as it was like around the time my child got sick, I was kind of starting to come away, you know, back around to God. But I wasn't. I didn't think that. You know, I didn't pray all the time. And then he got when he got sick, I didn't feel like I could pray because why would he listen to me after all these years? I was saved when I was 13 and then, you know, never thought another thought of it, you know, still a baby yeah. Christian. And then um, I'm up here, I'm in Riley. God gave me the strength to will that child to live, even though I didn't ask for it. Mm-hmm. And that's like that's the most amazing thing to me. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I, I let the chaplain there, uh, you know, anoint him and everything like that. But I just wouldn't pray because I was scared he wouldn't listen to me. Because, why? you know, I didn't just didn't feel like I was worthy at the time. Because, like I said, I was still a baby Christian and didn't understand how everything worked, you know. Yeah. Right. Once you're in the family, you're in the family. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. right. And I didn't get it. But I think it's just, God is just the most amazing thing. You know, my son lived and it was beautiful and in that whole story, he pulled me out of my bad situation, and now I live up here and have the most amazing life. So, <laughs> uh, and well, and talk about that. Well, prayer changes things. If you go back and watch that episode, Yvonne brought the message on that one, so that that actually goes into depth on exactly what you're talking about. But again, this next verse follows right in with that. So, for all uh, who are uh, who are, <laughs> let me start this again over again. I'm having a Biden moment. For all who are led <laughs> by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Uh, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Daddy. My verse today. Yeah, I have a verse every day that comes up on my phone, and that was my verse today. It was today or yesterday. Yeah. Was it the U Bible app? Yes. Oh no, Holy Bible. I think it's just Holy Bible. It's brown. 
The U version? Mm, I have no idea. The, the U version is what I got on, on all my stuff, too. That's what I use. I use uh, English Standard Version for those who are wondering, like, if you're trying to read along and you're in your, your King James Version or in another oh, version. No. Of, it's, uh, King, it's King James. Yeah. That's what my, my, my dad uses, King James. He's he's like King James only. He won't. And there's a lot of people out there that are very, like, this. it's the only version I'll use. But I, I like um, reading different versions because I like the the um, the further translation and finding out where it actually yeah. actually stands. Reading the King uh, closer. James version is a little like reading Shakespeare. It's yeah, the these and tough. thous. I find, <laughs> I, find a, I find it much easier to study in the English Standard Version, mm-hmm. um, especially when I'm going back to, like, concordance and stuff like that and doing cross-references and trying to figure it all out. So, um, But, yeah, so after he said, he called him Abba Father. So the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs heirs of uh, God and uh, fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. <clears throat> and then uh, I, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to actually hop around a little bit in this one here. So we're actually uh, guaranteed future glory. Um, this is a given time frame. I'm not, I, I can't read the whole chapter. Um, right. But, um, we're going to go to down to verse 20 um, for the creation was s- subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. So we're, we're guaranteed that freedom because we have Christ in our hearts guaranteed stamp it on the box. I know what Tommy boy says, but <laughs> um, this one, the, 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 the rubber stamp doesn't, doesn't go away. It does not go away. This is guaranteed. Um, so down in 26 verse 26, uh, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness. So knowing, knowing that it's not only there to guarantee we're going to uh, have uh, the adoption into the family of God, it's going to guide us even when we're in those moments of temptation, those moments of uh, weakness. Um, and then God gave us everlasting love. So if we go down to verse 31, and I highlighted this one. This is this is probably my favorite verse because it also asks a very valid question, a couple of valid questions. Um, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. That's one of my right? favorites too. And it goes on to uh, ask, uh, yeah, yeah, the whole, <laughs> the whole chapter is great. So, uh, so, and he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with, uh, w- with him graciously give us all things? Now, I, I don't know if you've ever lost someone close to you, um, it's never easy. Uh, then the close, it seems like the closer they are, um, the harder it is to allow them to, to go, even though, unless you did it. <laughs> well, we're not talking about your past, Alan. Um, <laughs> that needs stricken from the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> my, my trunk still isn't dry <laughs> from the paper mache dolls, right? Yes. That. <laughs> but 
Yeah. So, and, and it, it doesn't always have to be a person either, but uh, when it comes, when it comes to um, people in your life, uh, I know for me, not too long ago, um, 2019 it was my grandmother and uh, all, all my uh, cousins will tell you I was the favorite grandchild. Uh, I, I was always with grandma every week. I didn't, I didn't really go over to friends' houses. Alan will tell you the weekends I was missing. I was, I was MIA on weekends. I was always at grandma's. He was always with his grandma too. So he was, he was a grandma. I was across too. the street from him at my yeah. grandma's house. Yeah. So. Yeah. You were grandma people. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That's something yeah. we have in common. That was my childhood was always at my grandma's every weekend too. Yeah. And she lived right across from an old country church. And so I went there, I went to church on Sundays with her. That's what my, my grandma did. She, she took me to her, her Pentecostal church and, um, yeah, I got to, uh, experience that, that side of, uh, Things my my parents uh, always go into more of a, a Baptist style church, so that was sit and be quiet and 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 uh, and uh, you know there wasn't a lot a whole lot of hooting and hollering and then the Pentecostal church it's all hooting and hollering <laughs> and some people might be cartwheeling and you just got to get used to it. That's just how it is. Did your grandma take you to church too? Actually, my grandma taught me a really really nice lesson. Uh, we actually had a church directly behind us, right across the street from Josh, mm-hmm. and um, one Sunday. I was like, I asked her, why don't we go to church? And uh, my grandma was a very religious person, but she walked back and she said, I'm gonna, I, want you see, I want you to see something. So we went back there and we looked. She goes, look at all the cars. Look at all the cars in the parking lot. I said, okay. So I looked at all of them. She goes, now which one's the nicest one? Well, that one up there. Okay. And what does the sign next to the nicest one say? Pastor. And she goes, I refuse to go into a building that's really just a business so that one person can make more money and have nicer things than the per- than the people he leads. When I can just walk right in here, I we went to the front room and she had a giant Bible on the table and she said, I can be with God anywhere because God is with me everywhere I am. Yeah. I don't need to go to someone's business to know that God hears me or to speak to God. And so that taught me a huge lesson when I was, when I was little. And it's not that that didn't push me away from religion. It just said, this is a business Understand it's a business. If you want to go there, fantastic. There are great things to be to be gained from that place, but understand it at the end of the day. You know, it is a business. Yeah, it, there, there are there, there's two arms to to any church uh, usually, um, and one of those has to be being able to collect those those ties so they can keep the doors open. I mean, that's just the nature of it, right? A fact of life, right? Yeah. Um, so money's a t- but but money is not the root of all evil because it, it, it's a tool. It's the love of money. That's where it gets. That's where people get uh, convoluted, uh, and 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 not to. Uh, well, hopefully, this is not coming off as like attacking or anything like that. One. Just, I mean, I personally feel that the gigantic churches, the huge churches that we even see yeah. in the suburb, in the suburbs that are massive, are those churches that are Mega in, churches. They're yeah. in love with money. Yeah, it's not a it's not a humble building. It's nothing. Yeah. It is to draw people in from long, you know, far and wide. And it's just. And honestly, yeah. from a business standpoint, because I've been in business a long time dealing with churches, they are the absolute worst businesses to deal with because they they don't want to ever pay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they expect donations and and everything to be free, and they never want to pay. So, yeah. but that's not every church. That's no. just if I ever have a problem, it's a it's a church <laughs> yeah, or a municipality. There are definitely problems with religion and churches. Some churches. Well, I don't have a problem with religion. I think I think everyone should be able to enjoy their religion, and, and you know I think it has great value. Um, I just I'm weird about church. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can understand that, especially when you talked about like the uh, the the financial 
uh, way of looking at it or that, uh, that looking through that lens. Um, but so as far as you're talking about the financial aspect, of course, you're going to have, um, uh, it's going to give you an skewed view of, of what a, what a church can do, but a church, uh, if, if they're not for the love of money and they're, and they're for the love of God, if they're in the spirit as, as this, uh, message is uh, pointing out, then, uh, certainly it's, it's like, uh, it's like going to the gym, right? Like you don't go to the gym because, uh, you want to just get fitter, right? You, just, you want to get fit, right? Because maybe maybe you've put on the holiday weight, or maybe you just carry it like I do. Um, but <laughs> the the purpose of the gym is to get fit. Uh, so the same thing with church, uh, you want to go there so that you can get spiritually fit, and you're with others who are like minded and, and wanting that same, hopefully wanting that same uh, experience, and also wanting to 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 work out spiritually. <laughs> Uh, work out their spiritual muscles, and then get get fit with God and get right with God and live in the Spirit. And you remember, if we were just talking about the family part of it too, because mm-hmm. it actually is like a family. So you have brothers Absolutely. and sisters in Christ, and you want to spend that time with people you know that you care about. I so mean, yeah, and if you also if you I mean if you technically want to look at it, and, and you we, encourage each other in that kind yeah. of thing. So we've talked about it in the past. I mean, of course, Revolver is a business, but faith, family, and politics is. It's kind of like a church in a way because uh, even though we're not going to put church on it, we're definitely not a what was the five hundred one c three or something like that. We're, yeah, that's we're, exactly what that is. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're, we're never going to because we we I realize if you that you stumble this, with that, he's got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> if if this podcast were were not a business, then I wouldn't present it as such, right? But uh, but also part of this business is being able to share the word of the Lord with people. And uh, I believe that through a lot of these uh, messages or the, the stories that we've tell, tell, told on this show and are going to tell on this show is going to reach a lot of people and allow them to come to Christ as well. Um, especially like I, I, lo- I love talking about Louis's um, story because uh, it just means so much to me. And I've t- I know I've talked about it several times in the past, but uh, uh, Robin has, has yet to hear the, uh, about it, but uh what was so powerful about it uh, was Louis thought that he could not be redeemed. Right, Lou? He's over there nodding his head so people on audio can <laughs> know that he's nodding his head. So he, he thought that um, he, he had gone so far as to do things that God would never forgive him. Right. And I, I said, that's not true. And, and my wife, Laura, backed me up. Now, she, you'll never see her on camera. You'll never see her on camera. But uh, when it comes to uh, talking about the Lord, my wife is very strong. She's a good woman of faith. And, um, and that day, she made sure and let Louie know, no, God will forgive you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you can accept Christ in your heart, and he will take that away from you. And so we prayed right there in my living room with uh, my wife and I, Louie, and Louie's wife, Norma. And you could feel the room get lighter as he asked the Lord for forgiveness. You could feel everything just pick up out of the room. We were all crying and hugging. And I mean, it was, it was the most powerful salvation I've ever been a part of. I mean, I I would put it well above my own or or a lot of, a lot of my friends and family 
Uh, it just, it was just so powerful. I have troubles not tearing up talking about it now because it's just so powerful. And the fact that he now had forgiveness and he knew it because we talked about um, Christ saying, my burden is light and my yoke is easy. Mm-hmm. That old song, love lifted me. Yeah. You know, he can lift you all the way out of the depths of the sea. When you think you're going under, when you think you're buried, when you think you have no hope. And yeah, no, no matter how far you think you've gotten, you can always ask for forgiveness. True. It's 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 applicable to all of us, uh-huh. uh, no matter how far. You, you think, oh, oh, but I did this. He'll still forgive you. But I did, but I did this. He'll still forgive you. I'm telling you, I watched a man think he was unforgivable and accept Christ into his heart and found forgiveness. And it was one of the most amazing experiences in my life. And he just recently turned 70. He just recently turned 70. He doesn't look it. He doesn't look it at all. It looks like he's in his 40s. (laughs) He's a young 70. (laughs) It must be the Puerto Rican thing. It must be just keep him young. (laughs) Aging Uh, like fine wine. Right. (laughs) He said he found the fountain of youth. Uh, we actually, uh, we uh, here recently, we to celebrate Louis's birthday, we we did a little bit of a uh, surprise birthday party. He'd, he'd never had a birthday party before. So uh, his birthday is actually on October 26th. So whenever you're seeing this, make sure you uh, you either find Louis on Facebook or you just comment on here on Facebook and tell him happy birthday, belated, because um, it was it was it was wonderful to do a, a birthday party for him and, and and be able to celebrate the man that we all love. Um, because I, uh, what I did after the show, so we, we actually set, set it up, uh, pretty nicely because my wife had already had, Laura had already had, uh, decorations and everything while we were down here recording for the show. And, um, so after the show, I, I, I set, pulled Louie aside and I said, can you believe what you did on the show? And he goes, what did I do? And so I, I act like I was berating him and, and I got him all hot and bothered. He was, he was pretty angry with me because <laughs> he, oh yeah, because I, I had worked him up a little bit and I said, well, hold on, hold on. Just wait right here. Wait right here. I'll be right back. And then I called him upstairs and we all had our phones out and he, he come into the living room where we're all singing happy birthday. And hmm. yeah, he said, all this for me. <laughs> so that was pretty wonderful. Um, Never too late. <laughs> that's right uh, my wife made a big balloon tower and um yeah it, it was it was great it was a good time we got cake and ice cream and yeah and then uh, a week later um not to be outdone we we made sure that we uh because alan's birthday is not too far off from from louis we uh we surprised him yeah, i'm 69 <laughs> he looks great for his age doesn't he you don't look a day over 68 <laughs> thanks robin that deserves a fist bump <laughs> he has it coming <laughs> and uh yeah we, we made uh we made sure that alan uh, made a fool of himself and dressed up in a nice propeller hat and a uh, bow tie and suspenders. suspenders yeah yeah so that was pretty fun <laughs> i'm always game doesn't matter and i i know this kind of naturally happened but now i'm talking about birthday parties like i think that might be a good thing to talk about for the family portion if that's all right with everybody. Birthday parties? Yeah, birthday parties or birthday celebrations or celebrations in general. If that's all right. He's trying to segue here. We got to tell him yes. I got yeah. you. Why okay. not? <laughs> He's Let's the, go. I'm not. He's the host and the faith portion, everyone. 
Yeah. Right. You have to say yes. Right. <laughs> Josh, that's a it's perfect a, a, a idea. Iron fist. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> rule with an iron fist on this show. Alan's got his show. He does things how he does things. I rule this show with an iron fist. It's true. Yeah. There's never a time where I'm like, hey, Josh, I want to do this. And he's like, no. So I will get you, fair. Gadget. <laughs> he's like, it might take a week to figure it out, but let's try it. All right. So, birthday parties. Yeah. Uh, well, I could say that for me, and I, I know that he watches, my, my Uncle Steve gave me my, my favorite birthday party I ever had in my life. That was my eighth birthday party. And um, for those who know me and can see around here in the studio, I'm a pretty big fan of Spider-Man. As, uh, it's my favorite superhero of all time. And for my eighth birthday party, we threw it at my, uncle, my aunt and uncle's house. And as we're, as we're driving up onto their house... I can see this big poster board. He he took those you know those big white poster boards you buy at the mm-hmm. store. So he he took four of them, put them together, and he drew a giant Spider Man, web slinging on that, and it said Joshua, uh, Spider Man wishes you a happy birthday. Oh, too yeah. cool. Yeah, and so I kept that for years. I kept I it, it hung above my bed. Alan, you may remember it. It hung above my bed for years when you come over and hanging out. But uh, it was a, yeah. Uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, it was a, yeah, it's been a long time since we were kids. But, uh, yeah, it hung above my, my bed for many, many years. And, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that because that birthday party was was great. I mean, every, everything was Spider-Man themed. And it was like, I didn't, we we had toys as kids, but we didn't have like a whole lot. We'd, we'd, the money was tight, you know. You don't know that at the time, a lot of times, but like you, you see other kids and you're like, well, why didn't I get to, to go to the, the bouncy castle place. Yeah. Um, Alan can relate. We were both, we were, yeah. we were both so poor that we couldn't, well, actually it was Poe. We couldn't afford the other OR. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got by, we had, we had love, right? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what was that? That was her. That was, her. That was all her right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy a good, uh, offbeat laugh. <laughs> But yeah, I'll, I'll never, I'll never forget that uh, that birthday party. My uncle Steve uh, gave me that birthday party, and and uh, that was yeah, that's probably my favorite birthday party of all time. And I know my wife is always like, well, "Was that the best birthday party?" Because she she likes to do something for me every year. I'm like, "Honey," I was like, "You, you just you can't you beat just the, can't beat Spider Man. Just <laughs> like, give it up." <laughs> and she even bought me a few years back. She bought me a Spider Man cake and everything. I was, I was like, "Honey, it's, it's not." I was I was eight years old. There's that. There's a magic there that you can't. <laughs> You just can't, yeah. you can't replicate. Yeah. <laughs> Next year she's going to be dressed up as Spider-Gwen. <laughs> that might win. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, Uncle Steve, if you're watching, I want to thank you for that because that, that meant everything. Uh, no. What he's saying time. is you've ruined all of his other birthdays, <laughs> Uncle Steve. Forever. Not only for him, but for everyone around him who wants to throw him a birthday. Right. His wife thank has no you. chance now. Like, thank you. Your hours invested and three dollars worth of marker and marker board have screwed everyone, no matter how much they pay, no matter how much time they spend. Oh my goodness! I mean, it is a tough competition, so right. <laughs> uh, but Laura tries still every year. She's she, she's not a quitter. She's not a quitter. She's still well. She's she's still married to me, so she's definitely not a quitter. You know, the problem is, though, think about that, the investment of time, right? So he's had since you were eight, correct? Uh-huh. So um, he's 30 years in of planning for when someone surpasses him. He 
has 30 years of ideas already built up. So as soon as Laura does get the edge, the next year he's going to come right back. He'll just draw another spider. He's going to come right back. <laughs> What's he, what, is, what is she going to do? I'll draw a Spider-Man with another Spider-Man. That's it. <laughs> and they're pointing at each other like, uh. ah. He's like, Laura, try to get. I'll draw a third one. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, Laura. Uncle Steve wins again. He's, he's crafty. All I can say is at that point, don't drink anything she gives you, Uncle Steve. Boy, this took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> we normally do. That's right. Yeah, we normally yeah, it's yeah there's all kinds of death. turns. <laughs> How about you, Vaughn? You had a, a special birthday or a celebration that you had over the years that you really enjoyed? or You know, story? the first thought I had when you were talking about that, since we were talking about the whole family thing and everything in the family of God, was my spiritual birthday. My spiritual birth birthday. Yeah. Um, and when I was born into the family of God, and uh, the the thing that brought me to God was uh, Nicodemus, John chapter 3, and uh, he went there to talk to Jesus at night because he was embarrassed. And uh, he said, uh, he comes at him like, you're a great prophet, and, you know, butter him up, and I'm going to ask him a question, and he's going to help me with my answer. And Jesus just goes to him and says, you must be born again. Yeah. I mean, that was not even the question, Jesus, <laughs> but but it actually was the question. So that's what he needed answered. And so they go through this whole conversation and he says, you know, uh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. So we have our, our physical birthday, but then we can also have our spiritual birthday where, Certainly. you know, and you can't see the wind. And he said, how do you explain that, you know? Well, you can't see the wind, but you can see what it does, and that's how the Holy Spirit is. You mm. can't see him, but you can see what he does in your life. Yeah. And so that was a special day for me. Changed my whole life. Do you happen to remember uh, your age, or if you want to reveal that? or I was, okay, wait, I have to think about this. I was 19. Yep, mm. I was 19. Wow. That's that's um, that's a, that's a, that's quite an, that's actually like, wild to think about uh, someone who's 19 years of age accepting the Lord because that's a tough at 19 years of age because you, that's right when you're in like the I have to give the backstory yeah I was yeah. a real rebel 17 yeah. 18 when I graduated and I thought everybody else was having fun and I wasn't because I was raised in a Christian home and uh, so I went to go have fun and realized it was just not all that much fun it was cracked up to be and then uh ended up pregnant and um then I had a child to take care of, and I'm like, how am I going to raise this child? And I started thinking about how I was raised. I'm like, you know what? Maybe there's more to this than I thought. And I yeah. started searching, really wanting to know. And uh, I, I was uh, able to trust him at that point. Because, you know, I, I always, I, I asked Jesus to save me as a little child. Uh, when I first heard the story, I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I want to go to heaven, you know. But then during my whole growing up time, it was like, I don't know, you know. Maybe I should do it again because I don't think I really, I couldn't really trust him. Um, there's a whole story behind that, too. Boy, the story's going to get long. But my mom was an alcoholic, and my dad, and we were in, my, my dad was in the military, so we moved every two years. And uh, my mom was my, it was my stepmom actually, and she couldn't get pregnant, had miscarriages, 
So she was resentful of me, and I was resentful of her, and this whole nine yards with her, the relationship was just bad. Very tough. Just and think how hard it was for her, though. I mean, she had to locate a decent <laughs> liquor store every two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And build that relationship. I mean, come on. True. And what if you're in a place where that distributor doesn't have the alcohol she had? The right, last and we place. lived in Maine, so that was really tough. Man. Right? <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, Can't no. get Southern comfort in Maine. <laughs> right. No, she really struggled with it, and God delivered her from it. But uh, during that time, it was just really tough because my dad was really upset about it, especially after he trusted the Lord, you know, and he she trusted the Lord. He didn't understand how she couldn't get over it. And, uh, you know, that whole thing. And she would hide stuff, and he'd go and find it. And where'd you put I know you have stuff in here. The whole night, the whole thing was just a disaster. So it was difficult for me as a child growing up. But, uh, you know, I finally came to that point where I guess you come to the end of yourself. And like I said, I was going to raise my own child. And I was like, how am I going to raise this child? And I started thinking, you know, what's he, what am I going to teach him? about life and uh that just brought me back to where i needed to be and i asked that question i said lord if you're there you need to tell me because i need to know i need to know this is for real and i he spoke to my heart and said do you trust me i'm like trust you okay trust you got it i trust you i'll give you this i'll give you this one and i have not regretted it lots of times when i do that I regret it, but not with God. <laughs> I will say that. I mean, because people. Yeah, you know, people we are terrible. We don't uh, always do right. what we're supposed right, to Alan? do, right? Right. <laughs> I was just thinking that earlier when we were talking about my view on the church. I was like, I'm great with religion. I just don't like the people component. Well, yeah, because people are imperfect. We're flesh. Right. It's the, the flesh. flesh, right? So we don't always do things. Humans the right are always way. messing up since the beginning yeah. of time. Since True you know, story. Adam and Eve's fall from the Garden of Eden. Got to have grace, or you can't do anything. Don't spiral. You know, you're not going to find it for trying to find perfect people. But there is somebody perfect. Praise right. the Lord. Yeah, he All gave us real. gave his only son. Um. Yeah. No, I was talking about like the, with the so church that thing. That was my spiritual birthday. Yeah, that, I mean that that's a wonderful story. Uh, uh, thank you for sharing it too. A very it? long story. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's going to I think someone out there's going to hear that and that they may have a similar story so and it's going to resonate. Yeah, yeah. You may have just led somebody to the Lord and if, if even if it's just one, it's it's more than enough, right? Um I'll talking, be one very happy camper. I I can talk about the people aspect of the church, Alan, because uh I well, I used to want to be a musician as you know and um, there's, there's no people more critical than the people of God. Cause they're like, cause they're like, Oh no, no, you could do this. They're, cause they, 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 there's honesty, right? There's no like sugar coating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they know where they stand with God. So they don't have any reason to not like, Oh, well, you know, that sounds pretty good. Like they're not, you're not going to hear that. Terrible. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're going to hear from people of faith. They're going to tell you exactly what's on their mind because you're not going to get a pass. Yeah, <laughs> they're they they are the most unforgiving people because they know where they stand with God. You shall know the truth, and the yeah. truth shall set you free. Uh, <laughs> John eight thirty two. That can be seen as difficult. <laughs> right, but we forget yeah. that grace component there. Yeah. The truth, right? <laughs> Speak the truth in in love. Oh, sorry. Speaking the truth here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, when my parents would tell me uh, growing up, but you really, you don't have a, a future music. It was not um, because they didn't love me or they were like trying to push me down or away from a, a passion that I had. They just already knew like, and they were just speaking honest, like, cause I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Guitar player. I, I think I'm a pretty good vocalist, but they knew already that that was not the, the path for me. And they were very honest about that. So when I was younger, I was very resentful and, 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 and being raised by people of faith, you know, uh, people who had Christ in their hearts. It's like, oh, well, you would think that they'd be more encouraging. <laughs> but no, they were just, they were just being honest in love. And they were doing it out of love. Um, Imperfectly, so, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I didn't understand it at the time. But, you know, those, those things that we go through earlier in life and learn constructive criticisms and things like that, we're just practicing for something later, right? practicing for something later. So Robin, uh, you have a birthday celebration or a celebration that, uh, um, meaningful to you? I don't know. I, I can't think of anything in particular as far as birthdays go. Um, I like Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so that seems relevant. We're coming up on it, right? Yeah. I just right. Love, Absolutely. I just love the lights and the, you know, the, the spirit of giving. Yeah. You know, like thinking about what somebody else would like, you know, what I could do or get for them, you know. Any particular one? Hmm? Any particular gift? Any particular year? Any particular, you know, situation? Uh, Not really. Well, I used to have, when I was married and we were happily married, I would have my brother's family. Because my mom, she she was not the most traditional. Like our family, we weren't, we didn't have all the traditions. So I tried to start them when I was married. Back when it was still a happy marriage. I'm not married anymore. But we had some good years, and I would have my brother and bring his kids over, and, and it was an amazing time. Like, and, you know, then when things started to fall apart, I had to quit doing that. And, you know, we're going to have people over when we're screaming and fighting and stuff. So, <laughs> but that, it was a very special time. Not quite as much fun that then. <laughs> no, you know. Right. And that, that's something I struggle with now because I live up here. A lot, like my both my parents have passed away. One of them, my dad passed away when my son was going through treatment, so I had to go home for his funeral back to Evansville. Um, so you know, it's, it's holidays are a little different now, but I still enjoy Christmas. Like I'm so glad I found the church because I have a whole church family now. Yeah, and, you know, and we're gonna have chili. You know what? Um, this Sunday will mark the a full year that I have my first year was. Or my first Sunday at our church was this chilly Sunday. Yeah, chilly Sunday. There's a celebration right there. I was yeah. so afraid she was going to say that this marks a whole year of having chilly every day. <laughs> no. <laughs> just a joke. Just a joke. Just, it's not not even gas, close to being real. Is my gas that bad? I mean, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> we, we can take green lines out in post, too. <laughs> we were joking in pre-show whether or not we have smell-o-vision. <laughs> <laughs> when my mom finally get, gave up on Christmas dinner and segued to lasagna, it was the best Christmas of my life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's like, hey, everybody come over. I didn't feel like doing all that work. Here's lasagna. And I'm like, that's perfect. Like, I don't really typically have traditional holiday food. Yeah. Last year, I did. See, I've been doing paleo for a long time, which is no grains or dairy. But I figure one time a year. So on, on Christmas, I didn't want to cook. We did Chinese food, and it was the best thing ever. 
Like, we just yeah. opened presents and ate Chinese Just food. like Ralphie. Well, you're opening boxes, all of the little takeout boxes. Like, oh, yeah, you guys have, stay by the tree. These are all mine. Yeah. Best thing about the Chinese restaurant, they're open on Christmas. Exactly. So it was so convenient. Oh, my goodness. It's just, it's just what it is. <laughs> it was perfect. That's kind of funny. It was that literally really perfect. Funny. Yeah. I mean, that's what. We're, we're pretty t- traditional, but I get it. Yeah. That's what uh, that's what Ralphie did on on uh, the greatest Christmas movie ever, Christmas Story. I get I get flack from Alan because he doesn't think a Christmas Story is the best Christmas movie ever, and so no. we'll have that debate. It's uh, it's a very very episode. close twenty fifth. No, um, <laughs> they just they just had the uh, the 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 sequel come out. Let me guess, you're a diehard. So. That's your favorite Christmas no, movie. No, no, I'm mm-hmm. a, he, I'm a I think Nightmare he, Before Christmas guy. Yeah, he he would even I think he would even debate that he didn't he didn't, he didn't see Die Hard as a Christ, Die Hard as a Christmas movie. No, I'm cool with it being a Christmas okay. movie just because right. the time and a half. Oh so. no, we like our I Christmas a, Carol at our house. What That's about Elf? Does anybody like? I love Elf. Oh, Elf yeah. is phenomenal. It was. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had a whole <laughs> There's show. A thumbs down over there in the. You're an angry Elf. Austin gave gave Elf a a thumbs down. That's okay. I'm, we're going to call him Elf one more time. Yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're an angry no, we had, Elf. We had a whole show last last year that was uh, yeah. a good solid debate. Yeah, Christmas movies. So yeah, we went we went for well we did we were going to do a top five but um, we we ended up doing a top six because I I wanted to have Die Hard on the list and it didn't didn't make the the Quite cut make the top five. Let's put it this yeah. way: there was a tie, and then we gave it to the host of the show. Iron right. Fist. Iron yeah. Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do what I'm going to do. <laughs> Seems fair. Um, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, so I, I, we joke about tyranny, but I, I run the show that way. <laughs> <laughs> no democracy here, buddy. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, you know if, rule or rules. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a fan of Trump, then you're considered an extremist threat. So here I am. Um, <laughs> um so, Alan, yes. certainly you've had a birthday or... You know, what are you trying to say, buddy? I've had 39 of them. you had a birthday or two. <laughs> certainly you've had a birthday. <laughs> I mean, you look like you've had, like, what, 90 of them? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 68. 68 of them. <laughs> that <Actually>. was pre-show. <laughs> so, uh, my favorite thing about birthdays when I was a kid was that my grandma... My grandma was born and raised on a farm, Right. She wasn't too, she was a great cook, fantastic cook, everything from scratch. I can attest to that. I had some of her food. (laughs) But she didn't quite get the hot takes on food that wasn't, that didn't come from the mountains. Okay. So I wanted burritos. She made burritos. Uh Uh-oh. With sloppy Joe mix. (laughs) Oh no. But with tomato, fresh tomato, lettuce, salsa, things like that. Phenomenal. It's it's phenomenal. It was fantastic, and I don't know why. So on my birthday, we didn't really you know do gifts or anything like that for the most part. But she would make a cake, and I got whatever I wanted for my for dinner. Now it had to be something she could make. And man, those burritos! I can't tell you. There was I don't know probably five years ago. I was sitting on my birthday, and I'm like, I think I'm gonna go make sloppy Joe burritos. I really think I'm gonna go get sloppy Joe mix and make myself burritos. I realized that in my 30s, I don't like it quite as much. <laughs> I made a bunch. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I looked at my daughter. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to show you this. You're going to like this. And I bit it to and I was like. Not so um, much. So I'd probably like talk back to you a little bit too yeah. later. I know it didn't really bother me, but I didn't have the taste oh. for it. it oh, was, really? It was kind of yeah. sad. It's kind of oh, sad. Yeah. You didn't have the same love that your grandma put in it. Either. You know, maybe, maybe That's it was. what it is. Maybe yeah. it was a, an Uncle Steve moment, right? Yeah. Maybe I just couldn't recreate it like my grandma made it. Right? Exactly. That's yeah. what it was. 
Exactly, because I'm a I cook for my family. I mean, in fact, we'll go back to the birthday thing. I always, I don't really throw a party for my kids, but I make them a homemade cake on the birthday every year, and um, you know, we'll give them a present or something, and we'll just have blow out candles and have a cake. And so, like, I feel it whenever I'm cooking food. I feel it. I put like some love on that. You know, like <laughs> I think it's a real thing. also known as butter. No, I mean, oh, well, no. I mean butter's good. Butter's good. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe a little butter. Could be yeah. butter. Yeah. yeah, salt, pepper, whatever depends on what you're oh, making. Not just cake. a little honey yeah, on it. I like the edge here. Like, put some love on it. Yeah. <laughs> put some love on it. Cake. Take that, Paula Dean. <laughs> Robin puts love on it. <laughs> hey, hey, here's a cake. Put some love on it. <laughs> Exactly. I'm glad you like that. That <laughs> he understood the assignment. He yeah. felt the love. Yeah, he felt it. Like I, I conveyed it. Well, that's the fact that it wasn't just like just it wasn't Sprinkled. this. No, it was just, oh, it was in there. So uh, a sprinkle love on the cake. It's an aggressive amount of love. That's what that was. <laughs> Got her. That's Lucky what didn't happens. Get a shower just now. Don't take drinks <laughs> when he's talking. Too much love in this cake. <laughs> that's uh, uh what, what's, what's his name from uh used to be on Saturday Night Live. Um, that's that's my uh, uh impression of him. I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. Uh, he was also on Thirty Rock. I can't I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Al Bundy. No, no, no. Al Bundy. <laughs> much later. In the, <laughs> I, I don't know. I really uh, don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Too much love in that cake. <laughs> Tracy something. Or Tracy, Tracy Morgan. Tracy, yeah, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, Tracy Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got though for Tracy Morgan. Because he's he's just he uh, he's always it's always the same cadence to everything he says. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're going to start the politics portion. <laughs> you know. Segway. <laughs> I felt like you had a little Bill Cosby in there, man. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was, Whoa. it was like if Tracy Morgan yeah. was pushing pudding pops. Yeah. <laughs> Except when we drink this water, nothing happens later. No. I'm feeling a little woozy. <laughs> <laughs> nothing happens, Alan. Nothing. Hey. Zipper is zip tied. I'm good. <laughs> All right. So I've got one, two, there's number three. And uh, I also. Sprinkled in a little fourth article that I didn't share with everyone. Now, something that uh, you guys don't know out there, but uh, a little behind-the-scenes action for you. is Before the show, I, I go through and I share with uh, uh, everyone that's going to be on the show the articles that we're going to talk about so they can have a little bit of a, a forethought on what uh, the things that we're going to talk about in the politics portion. Why do you make the um, crazy sign when you're talking about his thinking? I looked at you. That's fair. So that, that's fair. It's fair. Um, and also politics, so that's a good fit there, yeah. too. <laughs> I like what you did there. That, that works. Is, uh, that deserves a fist bump as well. <laughs> um, so uh, the fourth article I added in, so we normally had to do three. But the fourth article I added in, this is, uh, this is a surprise article. As I, I just I just happened to see it on my on, on my way home. This comes from Breitbart. We like Breitbart. Um, it's an exclusive. It says... Uh, uh, it begins, House Judiciary Republicans to summon Mayorkas for border investigation. Uh, Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee have begun rolling uh, out their investigative plans for the next year in the wake of uh, securing the House majority. For those who don't know, Republicans got control of the House again. That's a celebration uh, <laughs> for us that voted red. Um, 
and their plans include questioning nearly a dozen individuals with the Department of Homeland Security, including Mayorkas. Um, the Republicans stated in, uh, in the notice, first obtained by uh, Breitbart News, that they anticipate requiring testimony early next, uh, early next year from the individuals who work in U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE, uh, Customs and Border Protection, CBP, uh, and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agencies. Um, so uh, Alejandro Mayorkas is, is on the top of that list. Now, um, some some of you may or may not know that he's involved in the, the investigations into Trump and, and the um, Mar-a-Lago documentation where they found nothing. It came up to be a nothing burger. It was absolutely nothing. Um, they're going to continue to find nothing. You can dig as far as you want. He's Teflon Don. You're not going to find anything. Um, but it's usually those I find that are pointing all the fingers are the ones that are actually doing uh, nefarious things. No they're one. deflecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, oh, look Very what they're doing over there. So. Right. So, <laughs> Louis, Louis added in a little bit of something there. I, I, I didn't quite hear exactly what he said. Um, what did you say, Lou? Can you say it again? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. I, I heard him this time. We are going to talk about it. We're going to get to that. <laughs> um, so the, the, these testimonies will uh, occur in committee hearings uh, uh, or in transcribed interviews, which Republicans will have the authority to arrange once they, con- once they control, uh, get, take control of the committee in January. Uh, Jim Jordan is expected to serve as committee chairman. I'm pretty excited about that. And for those of you who don't know who Jim Jordan is, he's 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 a superstar when it comes to uh, doing committee work and and being for for our team. <laughs> um, if, if there was uh, there, there's there's a handful of people that I would I would definitely handpick if I, if I could for like our, our all stars, and he's definitely on that team, you know, along with like Josh Hawley uh, and, and a few others. Um, but the fact that they know that he's on the, on the head of that committee, I know that he's going to ask the right questions. He's going to dig, and they're definitely going to find something. Thoughts? I would agree. Alan, got anything on it? No, not a bit. No, not no. a bit. No, I'm excited though. I really yeah. am. Uh, you know, Mayorkas. Not not a big fan of him. So yeah. um, <laughs> who is? <laughs> did you hear what Texas did? They declared it an invasion officially. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to use all the tools that they can in Texas to get control of the border while they're trying to sort out the mess up in D.C. So that makes me happy. Yeah. So that actually takes us into our second article. Um, <laughs> so coming from just the, just, uh, just the news, Texas governor declares invasion at border invokes constitutional powers and historic action. Uh, frustrated by unending uh, crisis fueled by uh, drug and human trafficking at the southern border, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, we like Greg Abbott, he wheels himself around, and uh, and we like we like it. Uh, on Tuesday, for those who don't know, he's in a wheelchair. That's oh, funny. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Went over my head. It's wow. not ableist to me. Yeah, he really he, is. Yeah. yeah, he is yeah. actually disabled. Yeah. Every time he speaks to you, he has a parking brake on. Yeah. <laughs> the way he doesn't roll downhill. I get it. <laughs> Wasn't that funny? <laughs> he's he's a good man. Uh, so on Tuesday, he declared his state uh, was under an invasion and invoked special powers granted under the U.S. and Texas constitutions. Abbott's uh, decision came after three dozen uh, 
uh, counties in his state passed resolutions calling for the dramatic action. The Republican governor said that the, the declaration allows him to send National Guard troops to the border, treat drug cartels as terrorist organizations, and build his own border wall separate uh, from the uh, federal government. I think that's fantastic. Oh, that's oh, great. Yeah. It's great. Um, the only thing he's going to have a problem with long is the, is the National Guard, right? So, like, he's... Texas has their own National Guard. Okay. Yeah. As long as they have their own, that's fine. Yep. Um, um, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great thing about getting to be Texas, I think, uh, for, for them, uh, for, for those who are in that state. Um, Abbott or whoever's governor uh, can, can uh, call on their National Guard whenever they, they see it as, as, as such. Right. Um, which I think rightfully so we're seeing uh, uh, record numbers of, of, of people pouring over the border. Um, apprehensions are at all time high. I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of the 10th amendment. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the States having more power than the federal government. Um, this is, this is what they had to do. Yeah. Absolutely had to do this. There's no way they were going to get the help. I don't understand how this hasn't happened before. or hasn't happened sooner. Um, but it's it's good to see it. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, they like have a- been they have been going kind of in that direction. They pulled out the National Guard, and you know they fin- didn't they finish part of the wall too? Didn't um, they? Well, I thought so. See, yeah. yeah. So actually, um, so they have taken believe some it or not, steps. The the Biden administration yeah. actually went through and and filled in some gaps on the wall. It's filled in. Yeah. Uh, so they were um, finishing some um, some uncompleted areas. Yeah. So it's 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 only not racist if the Biden administration is doing it, filling it in. Yeah, by filling it in. But if it's just being built, then it's racist then because it's, it's racist. Donald Trump. I guess that's what they say. Because anyway. by not filling it in, they were wasting the supplies that were there. So all they were doing was just using the supplies that are already there, going to waste, and just filling it in. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you got to do, just build the wall. Make it a big, beautiful wall. I love that wall. Um, so, yeah, he he uh, goes on to say, I invoke the invasion clause uh, clauses uh, of the U.S. and Texas constitutions to fully authorize Texas to take unprecedented measures to defend our state against an invasion. Uh, Abbott had tweeted that. Uh, so he said, I'm using the, that, that constitutional authority and other authorization and executive orders to keep our state and country safe. So he's not he's not just protecting Texas, he's protecting the rest of us too. You know, the biggest problem I think, why we haven't seen this before, was it really took him as governor to get traction. Yeah. <laughs> he had his wheels turning on it. Ah, sure. Nice. Thank oh, you. Gosh. Thank you for adding to that. <laughs> uh, they're, they're missing the missing the cues over there on the soundboard for all that. <laughs> no, Sterling's giving up on us. <laughs> he gave up a long time ago. He just head in hand just <laughs> There's an edit coming. <laughs> no, not on your life. <laughs> we keep in all the dad jokes, all of them. Everyone. Uh, that's kind of why some people watch. Uh, I think that's why sixty-seven uh, percent of our audience is is, is, is women because they like the dad jokes. Yeah, and and honestly, if you didn't like it, you still have to take it sitting down. So, um, there you go. <laughs> I, I think he's numb to it by now. Oh, nice. <laughs> we really do like the guy, though. Yeah, I really do like him. It's just, he's it, it's just such an easy target. It's like Fetterman. <laughs> Both in size and scale. <laughs> well, not like Fetterman, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, let's, yeah. I don't even know what to say about Fetterman and 
his other <laughs> part, like his, his his neck, his twin was growing right. out the side. Uh, the goiter and his neck, yeah, his, his other neck on his neck, yeah. <laughs> the other head, yeah. I've seen grow some, yeah, I've seen some pretty bizarre looking memes on that, or just like I guess that's to, a meme. Listening to him head. is kind of like trying to listen to Joe Biden. Like well, listening to him straight. You, you know why? It, that, that that thing on the back of his neck is not actually a thing on the back of his neck. That's just that's just Biden trying to sniff him, and they got him covered up. <laughs> well, <laughs> but no, because Biden likes to sniff little girls. He does. He's too he's too old for he's Biden. A very very creepy man. Where are we? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so quite the opposite of uh, of uh, Joe Biden, uh, we have uh, an announcement that came out uh, this this past Tuesday, and I was pretty excited about it. And uh, I don't know if any of you happened to catch any of it, um, but uh, what's that, Louis? Yeah, Louis. Louis said he caught it. Um, so Donald Trump uh, just just a week after midterms decided he's going to throw ahead and throw his. Uh, MAGA hat in the ring, and um, uh, he's gonna he's run again. We're gonna run again in 2024. He made it official, and oh, uh, yeah, I I couldn't have been more excited personally. I I uh, I missed him so much. <laughs> uh, it's pretty fantastic if I say so myself. Um, but so uh, 538 actually came out with an article uh, talking about why Trump is favored to win the 2024 Republican presidential primary. Um. We don't even know uh, every result of the 2022 midterms yet, but the 2024 election has already begun. On Tuesday, former President Donald Trump announced that he would uh, seek a second non-consecutive term as president. While it's too early to predict Trump's chances of going all the way, the former former president is uh, the current favorite to win the Republican primary again, but nothing is assured. First, Trump remains popular and influential among Republican voters. Absolutely, I'll agree to that. According to uh, Civics, uh, 80% of registered Republican voters have a favorable favorable view of the former president, and only 11% have an unfavorable unfavorable view. Uh, admittedly, he is a little less popular uh, than on Election Day 2020 when 91% uh, viewed him favorably. But the decline has been gradual. Trump remains very popular among uh, among Republican voters. They they also demonstrated their loyalty to Trump, uh, or at least his vision for the party, when they nominated 82 percent of the uh, non incumbents he endorsed in in uh, contested Republican primaries for Senate, House, and Governor. Uh, granted, this isn't impressive isn't as impressive as it seems. Several times, Trump endorsed candidates who were already well on their way to winning. And Trump's uh, and uh, and Trump's endorses uh, endorsements uh, did uh, fail to win uh, certain um, highly watched contests, uh, like Carrie Lake's contest, which we won't talk about that. Um, like the primary of Georgia governor, um, uh, but just as often, Trump's endorsements uh, seem to give meaningful uh, polling boost to its recipient. For example, Ohio Senate uh, candidate and author J.D. Vance went from trailing in the polls uh, before um, uh, before Trump's endorsement to leading almost every survey afterward. Uh, Trump uh, also leads early polling of Republican primary by a substantial margin. In most national surveys, he registers in the high 40s or low 50s, 
uh, 20 to 30 points of his closest competitor points ahead of his closest competitor, Florida governor, Ron DeSantis. Um, though DeSantis is pulling higher than he did just a year er, in earlier. Um, I will say this about Ron DeSantis. Um, I think that he's a phenomenal candidate as well. If he were to run, uh, I know that he's got a big announcement coming up soon as well. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be an endorsement for Trump. I think that would be a great move to be honest. Um, because from my point of view, what I would like to see is a Trump DeSantis ticket. I think that would be the strongest Republican ticket. I think, I think that would be a, a no, landslide no. victory um, because then you're, you're uniting pretty much all of the Republican party. And then even some moderates who are going to follow DeSantis wherever he goes, because they like what he's done in Florida. Yeah. I think DeSantis, as far as policy and posture is a lot better than Trump. Right. I don't know if I, as seeing how Trump acted toward Mike Pence, I don't think anybody wants to be in that gallery because the problem is as soon as something goes wrong, he's going to point fingers and he's going to say, you have to show me 100% that you're behind me. And if you question me at all, then I am going to drag you through the mud. And I, I there's, I mean, I don't, I, I love DeSantis. I think he's on, on, on everything except being petty. He's better than Trump. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it just comes down to whether or not people enjoy the entertainment value or the policy value. Um, but I don't, I would love, believe me, that'd be great to see the two of them, but I really, it doesn't do, it does DeSantis a disservice because then he's, first of all, Trump's going to run him like he's already talking trash. It, yeah. Why would you want to work well, alongside him? And if it you was, don't it was it. reported that he talked trash, but actually, um, so I, w- I went back and watched video of what, what, what he actually said. He goes, I think he's a nice guy. I don't want to say anything uh, that might get me in trouble. Well, that's, even, what, that's what he, he said. He even said to sanctimonious. I mean, he yeah. made sure to, that was a very yeah. clear, um, <clears throat> and, he, and he actually did come out and say that that DeSantis was basically, that he actually did say DeSantis had a fledgling following until he came down there and saved the day for him <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. He has to take credit. Of course. Well, um, you do have to admit that if you, if you look back at DeSantis's, um, um, Campaign? Campaign, yeah. His campaign video, he had MAGA everywhere. And he talked about how much of a Trump guy he was in his in his campaign. So, But Trump's ego, I, gonna, I mean, Trump's ego is a little bit bigger than... Well, yeah, of course his ego is, 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 is big, right? Uh, but it, it's huge, you might say. Huge. Uh, <laughs> but, all other egos are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> they tell me all the time. I don't say it. They, they tell me. They tell me <laughs> that my, my ego is huge, Okay. Uh, I hear this from everyone. He does a real good Trump. You should watch that episode. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Good. Um, <laughs> I favor DeSantis though, just because yeah. he has stood up to Big Pharma, my, and that's where that's yeah, where that's, Trump, can I say that? Yeah, and that's where Trump has failed. And, my husband you know. also stands in that spot. So, and I am undecided because twenty twenty four is a long way away. Yeah, but I will say this about Trump: he already has been there. He's and got a track he record. already knows. He already knows what still needs to be done, so and he, he can jump right news. in and do it. The thing that hurts Trump, though, is his own followers hate the lockdowns, and he was the one who yeah. put us in lockdown. So DeSantis gets to go ahead and say, "Hey, I didn't lock down Florida," and people yeah. came here. Which Trump if, said, "Well, people always come to Florida because it's a vacation spot." Well. Yeah, but if they was, do decide to diverge from each other, I I, I ultimately think, and and this is think, this is just what I I, I, I think. believe that they will pull together because yeah, I, I don't will. think I really feel with what DeSantis is saying right now. He's fo- he's said multiple times 
that he's focused on Florida. Yeah, he already yeah. He did say that. And he so, said, I want to talk about that stuff yeah. right now. I, I think it would be good for him to wait and let Trump run. And, uh, you know, unless something happens to Trump, well, you know, seriously, like, you know, physically or something. Because he, he may be indicted. Older. Like, you never know what the left is. Oh, playing. I don't. If they indict him, he will probably still be elected. In fact, I might go <laughs> ahead and vote for him and tr- and campaign for him if they indict him. <laughs> this yeah. stupid indictment has got to stop. Yeah. I mean, it's, they've been at, no kidding. Nothing gets me more fired up than sending another indictment his way. <laughs> but look what they're doing I'm to the J six prisoners. I mean, I'm, like, there's nothing is outside of their capabilities. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm unimpeachable. Unimpeachable. I just got to say that they tried twice. And they failed big time. You hear that, Nancy? I know you're on your way out. Just let, just so you know, you failed twice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> see, I don't want anybody to take the wrong. He's even got the facial expressions down. You know, <laughs> I, he really I, does. I yeah. personally love Trump's policy. I just can't stand him as a human being. And, and I think, and I think he's and, rough around the edges. For and sure, you look at well, you look at like Mike Pence though. <laughs> Mike Pence was had the best poise between the two. He had better poise than Trump. He had stronger policy than Trump. And I, I can't tell you how many times I looked during that presidency and went, can we just flip them? I just, I need Trump to be vice president. So he has all that energy and all that, just all that, uh, just, just all that, just there. They're all, while we have a guy that people feel like they can actually trust standing up there and wait, but then for him to just dump him like that, why would anybody want to run with him? Because but, literally you can't, contend him he's so here's why i think it's a i'm gonna uh, argue that point with pence so he's been in politics for a long long time and i feel like he's part rhino because of that i know he's a strong christian i know he has pretty good you know he has pretty good record but overall i I just think the longer that you are in washington uh in those surroundings the worse it would it will affect anyone even a good person that goes in there. That's why we need term limits. That's another th- issue. Yeah. But I think it's you're talking but, about like but he was still establishment. All, he still represented well, he was, all of Trump's policies, right? But he was a he was a representative, and he was a um, and he was a a um, what else did he do? He was a representative in the House for a while, and then he was governor of Indiana. He was governor of Indiana. He did a good job when he was governor of Indiana. I, he I, did. I, uh-huh. I still think Mitch Daniels is better, but that's okay. Yeah, he did all right. <laughs> I, I can uh, tell you this. I've, I've shaken both of their hands, and Mike's handshake is definitely a firmer handshake. Uh, well, I shook, when I shook Mitch Daniels' hand, it was like, um, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. But it was like shaking uh, hands with a bowl of soup. It just, it was just like, Not I shook hands good. with Mr. Burns. I just, it, it, it went right, <laughs> I, 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 could, I could tell that I immediately put him in pain when I shook his hand. Um, he just, and he's not a he's not a big guy, uh, but but Mike is Mike Mike's a, he's he's very imposing. He's very tall and yeah, um, but super nice. Uh, I was actually when I when I met him, I was working at the at the license branch uh, as a drive examiner, and he came in as as governor at the time to to sign in uh, a couple of things into law, uh, um, to put his final stamp on it that had to do with ID and things like that. And uh, I was tongue tied. It was the first time I'd met a celebrity, and I just I didn't know what to say. So. I, I, I can't say that he definitely is a good man. Um, the reason I say uh, when it comes to Trump and DeSantis as far as going on the same ticket, and the reason I say that that would be strategically the best move, not only would it be a landslide victory, but Trump can go through and be the shield, right? He's gonna t- he's already taken all the slings and arrows before. And DeSantis knows how to fire back just like Trump does, but cleaner, right? Like it's he's more polished. 
but the there's a lot of those slings and arrows he just has not faced yet. Right. And I think that it'll be a lot easier if he if he starts off with that shield, letting Trump be out there in front and catch all those slings and arrows because he already knows how to do it. He's constantly, excuse me, constantly under fire. And so let him do that. Let him let him get that 2024 ticket where he's he's the president, DeSantis is uh, the vice president, and then in 2028, DeSantis becomes he's ready. Yeah, yeah. Trump is is done right because he's had his, he's had his second term. DeSantis becomes the presidential candidate, and then you pull in uh, another superstar along it beside him, like a like a Carrie Lake or uh, or a, a Christy Noem or you know someone that's up and coming that definitely would would look good beside him as far as, as a vice president. Uh, I think, and then because he's had all that training as and behind Trump as, as the shield, uh, it goes like, I go, I'll take it for, even further, going to a, a football analogy. Um, like when Andrew Luck came to town in Indianapolis, um, we had already gotten, we'd already dropped Peyton Manning as our quarterback. Well, Andrew Luck, talented football player. Um, if he had just had that first year underneath Peyton Manning and been able to just watch him and have Peyton Manning have, have taught him all how to deal with all the slings and arrows. Um, he would have, he would have definitely been a better quarterback for it. So that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's just that initial being able to handle all those slings and arrows, uh, just seeing how they do it and putting that in their portfolio along with whatever they have to add to it and a more polished, um, pristine form. And that way we can, when 2028, we have, a perfect president. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out if, if DeSantis would want to sit there and just just be yeah, a puppet vice, for four years. Yeah, does he just, vice president does he just is want a to sit job. It well, is, well yeah. I mean, the problem, like I said, the problem, have with, to be. The problem with Trump is That's if true. Trump is willing to spin around and tell his wife to mind herself and sit there, he's willing to look at his vice president and say the same. So taking a guy who's, who is, has a very strong character who is going to speak and tell him for four years that basically you'll get, you'll nod your head. Yes. And you better not open your mouth and there better be no dissent is, is crazy. It could go like that, but I think, I think I they know each other well enough that that, point, that may I, not I, be. I mean, look how outcome. that's, I'm looking at the Mike Pence situation. I don't think if Mike Pence is, if yeah, Mike Pence think, is hand, holding his hand then he's right. good with them. Yeah. I don't think it's no dissent though, because he did take dissent and he, there was a fair amount of discussion within his administration uh, with everyone. I think that he did do a fair amount of discussion and listening with that. But with the the thing with Pence that got him in trouble, and and well, not I in trouble. The, he did the right thing. Well, well, okay. Wow, we're gonna have another uh, discussion. You want to uh, go on? Let's, with let's this not go because, down that rabbit yeah, hole. Okay, um, but pro- yeah, provable I, facts versus opinions. Oh dear. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> the Constitution says that he could have done something and he didn't, and I'll leave that there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can do a and lot with he, the Constitution, but and he and he also. I, and I'm not saying that Mike Pence didn't believe that he was doing the right thing, because I do believe that he thought he was doing the right thing. Now, after seeing his interview with Sean Hannity just a few days ago and hearing his side of it, I would say that he did believe that he was doing the right thing, but I am still very disturbed and disappointed that he could not pull it out of the hat to do the right thing at that moment when it was so important to do the right thing but and when, he did when the not numbers do it. are when the numbers are there you don't just you don't just spin around and turn around and say hey just because we feel this way 
we're going to make this decision. The numbers are here. It was not and just. Believe me, I wanted Trump to win, but right. it I heard you mention Sean Hannity. Right. I heard you mention Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity's on Fox News. Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. that agreed? Yeah. Sean Hannity's on Fox News. And so uh, Fox News gave us some good news. Uh, they're, not, they're, they're, they're not always so on the up and up anymore. I've, I've, uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not turning on Fox News, but I'm, I'm not liking them as, as much in recent uh, days. But they, they did uh, report on uh, uh, going to be former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. She's not going to run for uh, leadership again. Uh, I think this is pretty wonderful news. Yay. So um, uh, they, they painted her rather... Uh, positively, but I think that that's all right. She's on her way out, so you can you can be nice, I guess. Um, even though her eyebrows go well past the top of her forehead. Um, now, if we can just get out Mitch McConnell, yeah, right. yeah. Turtle Man, as I call him. Uh, so, um, Nancy Pelosi is an American Democratic politician and current Speaker of the House of Representatives, uh, elected to Congress in 1987. Uh, how old, how old were we in 1987? Alan, like four, four. <laughs> So she's been there a long time. Uh, <laughs> uh, she is one of the most senior Democratic Party leaders, that's for sure, and the only woman to serve as Speaker of the House. That has, that actually is a, a really good accomplishment. I, I do think that that deserves some kind of praise because uh, that's that's a big deal. Um, she represents California's 12th Congressional District, encompassing most of the city of San Francisco. Under her second term as Speaker, uh, uh, the House impeached former President Donald Trump twice, but was acquitted both times by the Senate. See, you failed, Nancy. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, Pelosi is the daughter uh, of another political power broker, Thomas D. Alessandro Jr., uh, who served in the House and was the mayor of Baltimore. That's pretty cool, actually. Um, her husband, Paul Pelosi, Alan and I have talked about on <laughs> a few shots. So go be sure to go and take out that episode. Um, is a venture capital investor. Sure. He is inside money. Um, so who uh, owns his own consulting and real estate firm? Uh, the couple has combined a combined net worth of $120 million. And May 22nd, her husband was arrested in Napa County for a DUI after crashing into another vehicle and released on bail at $5,000. Proving he can get hammered at home and on the road. <laughs> that's right. Right. Like, the hammers. and That's crazy. <laughs> it was crazy, wasn't it? Like, like I kind of uh, want to go back there and visit that. Like, like what exactly was it that um, the, they reported? That he, it was a weird situation. It was found we, in his underwear with a, a hammer? It was a weird situation. They, yeah. they got her out of this house so she can go home to her own. <laughs> find out what's happening <laughs> in her own. Yeah. What's going on, Paul? Um, so uh, <laughs> as speaker under the Obama administration, uh, Pelosi was pivotal in the passage of uh, several key legislations, such as the Affordable Care Act, also known as uh, Obamacare, um, Dodd-Frank uh, Dodd Wall Street Reform and uh, Consumer Protection Act, and uh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell uh, Repeal Act. In 2010, she lost her speakership after Republicans gained uh, over 63 seats uh, in the House. Uh, that was uh, referred to by Obama as a shellacking. Yeah, he corrected course. He, he got some of those seats back at the second uh, go-around, but uh, one of the largest victories in the history of Congress. Uh, during the Trump administration, Pelosi had a, con a continuous, <laughs> contentious relationship uh, with the 45th president, that's to say the she least. put it mildly. Yeah, uh, that played out in public and, pri and private settings uh, for over a, a month between December 2018 and January 2019. 
Uh, the federal government shut down after Democratic leaders, including Pelosi, could not agree with Trump over a, uh, appropriations bill to fund the construction of the wall at the U.S.-Mexico uh, border. It was the largest government shutdown in U.S. history. Moreover, uh, moments after Trump's 2020 State of the Union speech to Congress, Pelosi ripped up her copy of his remarks. So, yeah, woman of great integrity. Uh if well, you didn't to be fair, he, he did refuse <laughs> to shake her hand right before that. He just, I, don't, I don't think he's seen it. <laughs> she put Honestly. No, she put her hand out, and he just went, like, did the whole. Oh, he, he didn't do all that. Oh, come on. Be he honest. Did. I saw he it. Didn't, he didn't go, whoop, oh, too slow. No. <laughs> I, I think I think he just, because I, I, I've watched that clip many, many times, and I, I honestly believe that uh, he just did not see her hand come out, because uh, he was already turned. Uh, by that no, time, he was very angry at that time. Did you see well, his speech at the um, at the the memorial breakfast or the the church breakfast? Remember the next day after the impeachment, he was supposed to um, speak at the the prayer no. breakfast. Prayer breakfast, national prayer breakfast. Yes, and the, the priest was like, "Okay, well, we're just going to keep this. We're going to try to keep." Keep us nice and friendly, and he's got up there, and he's like, "Oh no, I'm not going to do that." Well, he's like, I want to like he gets up lie. and rips the new one into the like. Could you imagine having to go that. work with the people who keep trying to get you fired? That's true. Yeah, but uh, I mean, <laughs> but I'm just saying he had the anger there. Like I know he he refused to shake her hand on purpose. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure you? he was justified in that. Yes, <laughs> I mean, she did rip up his the whole uh, turning over the tables and stuff. Yeah, that's definitely I, uh, like an angry moment that I would give you a pass. Yeah, I, and I think that um, the ripping up of the speech—that's that was that was uh, that was just uncalled for. Uncalled I mean, re- for. regardless, of, like no handshake. Okay, maybe you get it still afterwards. What are maybe we you, two? Yeah, like you know, and I, I I I think that was actually against the law for her to, to have done that. I don't know how she got away with that because <laughs> um, it's on camera like uh, we could see it but I, I don't know how how you would even go about having a house committee underneath the house speaker like there's a whole conflict of interest thing there so most of the things that happened <laughs> at her house were on camera too we didn't see that <laughs> yeah the cameras were conveniently off um or not working um but you know uh, that's neither here nor there i think uh she's she's been there a very long time and it's, it's just time for her to say uh, sayonara or Goodbye or adios. Or but we all get to keep paying for her park in San Francisco forever. Ugh. For the homeless. <laughs> don't let the door hit right. you on the way out. Yeah, don't don't That's let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. That's what they say. <laughs> all right. Um, so I, I think that uh, it brings us uh, to a close. So if we're... If we're now don't hit stop over there on the recording yet. We, we, we have a closing prayer and we've got outros to go on here. So... Um, uh, Yvonne, if you would uh, go ahead and uh, lead us into closing prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we've had to uh, gather around your word and to talk to each other about issues that are important to us at this time. Lord, we do pray for our country and with the changes coming up here soon and the direction that we're going in general and just a lot of things, Lord, but you have it all in your hands and uh, you already have a plan and we thank you for that. And I just uh, pray that you would watch over each of us and uh, keep us safe and help us to do what you want us to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 So that was uh, giving the prayer there is the softer side of faith, family, politics, Miss Yvonne Metcalf. Uh, <laughs> uh, across from her, uh, now we're going to skip him for a second. That's right. Um, uh, so <laughs> next to him, <laughs> we have... Uh, 
Miss Young, Miss Robin McCarty. Right. Thank you. Thank um, you for having me. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming. It, it was fun. Um, you're gonna have to come back for sure. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, and Just send uh, me the invite. Same one, and I'll do the um, the message. Place. Yeah, I'll do a message if you want. Oh, absolutely, that'd be great. Um, was, of course, get with Yvonne. She's oh, she's of, our of booker. course, she's our booker. So she she sets well, us up with her, her on guests my message now, too, so. probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. Uh, yeah, of course, next to Robin, uh, you may or may not know him and love him, uh, the host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarlane. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I didn't say thanks for coming. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is always a pleasure, and, and, and your humor is always appreciated, sir. Uh, I think it's my favorite attribute of yours. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things I like about you, but uh, your humor is definitely my favorite thing. <laughs> I'm slightly more uncomfortable about being here now. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> You're welcome. Now we're all <laughs> he made it that way, <laughs> but I, I find it funny. So uh, it stays. And I, and I've been your host, Joshua Cummins. Uh, join us again next week on Faith, Family, and Politics. Till then, stay in trouble. <laughs>